Hey, what's up? My name is Deandra Kiera, and you are now tuned in to an all-new episode of Just Let It Glow podcast. Hey, guys. Last week, it was if you experienced a little technical difficulties, that was my fault. My computer died on me, so I had to switch computers, and there was a lot going on, but the editing came out pretty good, so if you experienced just a little, it seemed like awkward for like 10 seconds. I apologize, but... Other than that, I had a lot of great, you know, feedback regarding the podcast. And I wanted to remind you guys to make sure that you are reviewing and rating on Apple. And then you can also rate on Spotify. And I wanted to read you a couple of things that fellow listeners had to say about the show. So I'm going to read that to you guys now. So... One person said, this is my go-to podcast. Whenever I have some downtime, a female Philly podcast was needed. You keep topics current and a little, and add a little spice to it. The topics you discuss can be refreshing and bring light to the world. Love the positivity and manifestations. Keep being you. Someone else said, been listening to you for the past year and a half. You're so funny and insightful, and I'm always looking forward to Thursdays. These past few months have been challenging, so tuning in and hearing your motive, hearing you motivate your listeners is just what I needed. That is exactly what I needed because sometimes I get caught up in this and I'm just like, dang, are people receiving what I'm saying? But knowing that y'all like it, knowing that I'm keeping the content fresh, knowing that I have met my tribe of people that needed this podcast as much as I needed to do it, it keeps me going, it keeps me motivated. You know, so I appreciate every person that ever listened to the show, even if you listen to it here and there and you pick up as you go. I appreciate every time you tune in and hear my thoughts or share with a friend or talk about it. So if you really like this podcast and you want it to meet its people, make sure if you're listening on Apple that you're rating and reviewing it so that other listeners that may be similar to you find the podcast and join in and learn too. Um, also, remember our February Read and Glow book was Fly Girl by Omar Tyree. Uh, we will be meeting via Zoom this Sunday, March 3rd at 8 p.m. to talk about it. I can't wait to discuss it. I have realized so many different parts of this book now that as I'm now that I'm an adult and it's just deeper than just being fly and flashy and being a young, wild teenager. It's so much character development in this book. And I see bits and pieces of different people as I read this book. And I hope you guys do too. And I hope you guys are ready to discuss. Um, by the time you hear this episode, the link will be in my bio for the Zoom meeting. So make sure... You tune in on March 3rd at 8 p.m. and you tap in and come in, chat with me. Don't be shy. I'm really just like a regular person. So don't, you know, be nervous. I'm just me. <laughs> it's like talking to a friend. So if you really want to join, please do. Don't let being shy stop you this year, especially when it comes to me. I clock in and out of a job like everybody else is, you know, and so does everyone else that um, joins the book club. Um, also, I want suggestions for our March book of the month. So if you have any book suggestions or books that you really, really want to read in March, please let me know. I would like to have it finalized by tomorrow. 
Um, and let me know if y'all rather do every other month, meaning that it will take two months to read the book and then read it at the end of the second month. So, or do, would you like every other or every month? So let me know what got, works for you guys. And I will do that. Um, what's been going on with me? So I've actually been feeling pretty freaking good. I think my vitamins kicked in. My magnesium is all the way in my system. So like, I'm not as anxious. I'm actually just floating. Work has calmed down just a bit. So I'm able to like focus and recalibrate my system and figure out the things that I really want to accomplish this year. So you, it might not seem like it, but your girl is working. I'm focused. I'm tapped in. I'm locked in. There's just a lot of goals that are starting to come together at the same time. So my focus has definitely jumped from ship to ship. Like right before I started the podcast, I was working on some another goal of mine that I have. And right when I'm done with the podcast, I'm probably going to create content and then work on something else that I really want done. Um, So it's just a lot of moving parts. And I'm just trying to stay healthy on top of all of that and keep my head together because, you know, life be life. And it's just been a lot going on. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much my life update. Your girl's still single. But I also haven't really been nowhere but the gym. So there's that. Uh, and I probably won't be anywhere until, like, it start getting warm. I don't like, you know, I don't like having to be all bundled up and dressed up and go out. Like, eh. so, yeah. Actually, I did meet somebody, but I just didn't like their approach. So I had to kind of leave that where it was at. I... I just don't like the whole you call me thing. Like, I am not calling you. Like, X for my number. X to get to know me. Don't slip me your number and walk on by. I ain't no damn dog. I ain't going to follow after you. It's just like, don't be so slick. Because if it's up to me, I'm sorry. I just feel like I'm not that girl. And not, and if you are, that's fine. I'm just a very shy person. I don't even know how to just be like, hey, what's up? I'm the girl that you slipped your number to when you walked on by. Like, I don't even remember what the man looked like. So that was just too much for me. Too much. Too smooth. Definitely was an old head because he was just too smooth with that. Like, just say hello. Especially, like, you guys know I take the train to work. So it's like, just... Give me your, just say hello. It's weird. And I take the bougie train. So it's not even like I would lift at you crazy. I take the bougie suburban trains. So whatever. Um, This past week, I swear, I tell y'all all the time, I get motivated in the most strangest ways by the most randomness of things but this time I feel like the same thing that motivated me and made me super duper happy and super proud obviously it touched everybody else that listens to that podcast so um I told y'all before one of my biggest inspirations of doing a podcast and just sharing my thoughts and help me as a person was the podcast the read i am huge fans of kid fury and crystal i went to see them live 
when they came here in Philly. And I think that was like 2018, maybe 2019. Um, I'm just really huge fans of their personalities, their transparency, their um, tenacity, how they stay true to themselves, how original they are. They are literally, I think, for most people that like listen to podcasts for real, they are the blueprint of podcasts. A lot of podcasts are trash because they never they don't know where the blueprints are. The re is literally the blueprint for black podcasts. Anybody that might be like, oh, Joe Button, no, 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 no. The re is the blueprint for any podcast that is out by a black person right now. Anybody that wants to debate and argue with it, screw you. I'm telling y'all the facts. Whoever you're inspired to buy was inspired by them. They were like literally one of the first few black podcasts to really shake the internet, really make moves, get advertisements, make money, make it. Everybody does live shows. They they were the originators. Going on tours, they were the originators. So if you listen to their show, you know that they are big fans of Beyonce. So last week, I'm just scrolling through my Instagram and I see that they were invited to the sacred event at um, Sacred Hair Event, Beyonce's hairline um, in LA last week. And they got to meet Beyonce. And honestly, it's not even just about Beyonce. It's the fact that I have listened to both of them talk about their mental health struggles, their imposter syndromes, how, you know, like Kid Fury struggles with anxiety. And about a year ago or so, maybe a little bit more, he suffered for some suicidal ideologies, I would say, or just a feeling of not wanting to be here. You know, and a lot of people that have imposter syndrome, they have that feeling of not just not wanting to be here, but kind of like not feeling like you deserve it, right? And um, for about a year later, for him to meet Beyonce, and she knows who they are, and it affirms them, and their their team is so elated to have them there, and they might not feel respected, or they might feel like, imposters like I can't believe this is happening to me I can't believe like God feels like I'm so deserving of this or whoever they believe in I don't know like to see them meet her be treated so well and honestly that was like the inspiration I feel like anybody that hear their story needs because sometimes we are exactly where we're supposed to be in life like sometimes you have to just stop being your own worst critic. And I do that shit all the time where I just feel like I'm cosplaying as DeAndra and I have no clue who I am. Like sometimes in my brain, I'm, I'm running it. I'm not thinking. Like I'm running business meetings. I'm creating ideas. I'm doing this podcast. I am who I am. I, I, I'm i not not being fake, but... Because I often see myself as the 12-year-old awkward girl, my brain is always like, who the fuck are you right now? Like, what is happening? Like, this is insane. 
So I can only imagine how it would feel to be on such that platform and you just see yourself as like regular old you, you know, and often feel like you are not in rooms that you, you know, that you're in rooms that you feel like you don't deserve to be in. But that if, if that if nothing else was a reminder that you are important in this world, that you know, that one down trotting moment, that one moment where you just feel like, what the fuck is this all for? What's the purpose? Just don't let that play in your head because you never know how life can be in the next year. And if you play into those thoughts, you're stopping your biggest blessings from happening. So that shit definitely motivated me to like cut that imposter syndrome shit out and know that you deserve to be here and that your life is purposeful and that we're just not going to figure it all out at our early ages. Like you just never know. And it might be the, and I know some people are like, it's just Beyonce. Yeah. She's just human. Like everybody else. However, you know, if you look up to somebody, if you are a fan of somebody, if you were just, they were even elated before they met her, just about how her team treated her. It's a good feeling. It's a good ass feeling to know like, damn, like I am doing this work for a reason. I'm, I'm not, you know, an imposter. I'm very much that girl. I'm very much where I'm supposed to be in life. And I work damn fucking hard to get here. And that's sometimes just just what you have to remind yourself about. Like, you were, every time you reach a success, you deserve it. There is nothing that you are receiving that you don't deserve positively, right? No, anything that's positive, you deserve it in life. Don't question it. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to psych yourself out. And like I said, I've been a victim today a lot where my brain is just like, uh, girl, like if you get an awesome job, it's like they picked me of all people. Like what? Or, you know, you won something like, are you sure I won this award? Like, I'm just here figuring life out like everybody else. How did I get employee of the month, you know, or whatever. So um, that definitely motivated me and made me really realize that I had to get rid of this imposter syndrome. So maybe that's why I've been so determined to get shit done this week, because I'm doing the work now so I can... um, I can be my whole self and I can't, and I don't want to live life worrying about what if I did try this? Like what would have happened if I at least tried, you know, I don't want to live like that no more. I have a bunch of ideas and thoughts that are really dope in my brain and I need to get it on wax and figure it out and do this shit and stop worrying about perfection and just get out here and do it. And you never know where life will land you. So Hopefully, that's a little early glow up in the show. I know a couple of people asked me to talk about a couple of things. I'm going to run it through. Diddy. I saw the new lawsuit. I'm not going to go into details about it. At this point, we all know Diddy is a nasty, freaky man, allegedly. But is it alleged if he settled with Cassie? But allegedly. I don't know what's true, and I don't know what it isn't. What I will say is I've heard stranger things happen, 
And at this point, the truth will come out. Now, anything y'all got to say about Usher and young girls, y'all know that's a bold-faced ass lie. Usher like his women old and cold. Usher don't like nobody that was born before 1980. I'm just being real, real fucking honest. He don't like no young nothing. I ain't never see Usher look at nobody younger than him in any kind of way. And I won't speak on nobody else, but I can tell y'all right now, Usher don't like nothing young. He like all his women old and cold. So pick a different pick a different artist to play with, but when y'all making these claims. Um also the only the thing is with some of these lawsuits, like the newest lawsuit, it seems like people are choosing to be around and witnessing a whole lot but never saying anything and now jumping on this lawsuit because this last guy that kind of jumped on this lawsuit it seems very random and very I don't know sketchy like I said I ain't big to shaming nobody but I, I I feel like for every truth there's about 10 lies so but again like I said Diddy has been weird for a long time we done seen it we done heard it you know I don't know I don't know that man like that, but I don't put past nobody. I wouldn't put it past a soul. And Meek Mill trying to say that he wasn't doing a coke because he from Philly is the craziest thing I ever heard. If you just don't do coke, you don't do coke. To say that you don't do coke or Molly because you from Philly. Meanwhile, we have a whole opioid addiction. I mean, epidemic happening. Philly had some of the craziest crackheads in the 80s, like big kingpins falling down, having a big downfall due to drug use. Cut it out. Cut it out. I used to have that thought like, oh, yeah, people, you know, certain people don't get down like that. The last 10 years, y'all have shown me that y'all will do anything. So if you don't do drugs, just say you don't do it. Don't say you don't do it because you from Philly. Don't because then I'ma think you lying. Now you just saying anything. Now you just saying anything. Cause it's it's hella crickets here. I ain't gonna lie. Saying that you don't do drugs, you from Philly, so you don't do drugs is crazy. Just say you don't do the drugs. You being from Philly ain't gonna make you do it or not do it. Just say, Yeah, I'm not with that drug stuff. Like don't put that pen on back on me. Like I'm not into it. I ain't never been into it. I don't play no nose candy and I don't pop no pills. That's all you had to say. Don't make um don't make being from Philly the thing. Alright, y'all. I'm gonna come up with the now y'all know every year I say I'm gonna stop watching this damn show. But every time it come on, I end up watching this show. So Love is Bond is back on. I didn't watch it the first week it came out because I was I thought I was going to stand strong on it. But I fell and um, it worked me in. It worked me in. And this season doesn't piss me off as much. We don't have self-hating black men on this season. So thank you, God. You know, they heard our cry. We don't want no more self-hating black men. And disrespect to black women so 
I'm going to go through the couples really quickly and I'm going to give my opinions about them. So the first couple is Brittany and Kenneth. Brittany and Kenneth. Okay. Basically, this is just my straight up opinions. I think they're way too um, young to be on this show. I think they're way too young to be on the show. I hate to say it, but like they're just way, way, way too young to be on the show. I think 24 and 25 is just honestly, unfortunately, like you are not going to find the person you're supposed to marry on this show at 24 and 25. I think what works for this show to find to find out if love is truly bond is when people have dated for a very for a long point of their adulthood. Not just started dating at 13 and now you're 26 and you're ready to get married. No, no, no. Like you are 30 up, 30 and up. You have a career. You know where you're going. You making plans to buy a home, to start a family. Your credit is pretty decent or you're working on it. You are grown. You are not looking for the approval of your family, really. Like, you would like it, but it don't really matter. Two people that can have a meeting of the minds to understand that we have the same life goals. We have similar interests. We don't need to look at each other. We don't need to be instantly attracted to each other to get along. That is important. I think 24 and 25, you're just too influenced by, you know, outside factors. The other thing is, I just think they didn't have chemistry. I think that when you are that young, people that you just naturally get along with, you just think that like you're supposed to be in a relationship with. When in reality, y'all just might be really good friends. I think the crazier part with Kenneth and Brittany is just how the breakup played out. I don't know if we were missing a part, but it would just seem like they were kind of, it was just kind of awkward once they got out of the pods. Like, it didn't seem like he was into her. It seemed like she was trying to force an attraction to him, but didn't really for- didn't really feel it. And then out of nowhere, it was just like they were talking about how he woke her up at night. He felt like she was smothering, like he was smothering her with affection. She said that he wasn't. She just doesn't want to be woken up in the middle of the night. Because she got to work up, work pretty early. And then next thing I know, he was picking his shit with his friend and leaving. Now, I saw the rumors, everybody saying that, you know, Kenneth may be, you know, gay or whatever. And if he is, I mean, that plays a big part of it, I guess. But that also goes into the my saying that 24 and 25, when you're heavily influenced by your family and your friends and you're still worried about what they think or how they feel is a problem, you know, like it is a problem. It's a, it doesn't make, you know, real sense to me. Um, and you shouldn't, you know, date that young. So sorry, somebody was calling me y'all and I'm like, who number is it? Anyway, um, yeah, I think 24 and 25 is just too young. Because if Kenneth is gay, more than likely, he's very successful. He um, is the youngest principal in their state or whatever. I think that he is still looking for the approval of his family. And I think that at this point, um, 
chicky chick, Brittany, just wants to have fun. She's just looking to have fun with, you know, Kenneth. Like, she's not into him at all. So, uh, that was not going to work out. Um, but I, I see on the clock app that they're getting along pretty, they, they're cool. So, um, whatever. Uh, my next couple, who do I want to go to next? I'll go to the couple with no problems. What's their names again? Cause I forget their name. And then it's also like three sub characters I'm going to go in on. So we're going to hold on to that. So for the time being, I think her name is Amy and Johnny. Amy and Johnny, I don't know. I think that they get along well, but also I feel like they might not be having real serious conversations and they're not revealing who they are to each other. And um, because they're just no conflict. Like, I feel like for two people that don't know each other from a can of paint, just met each other two weeks ago, they're super in love and like there isn't even like sources of contention anywhere. Like, we saw on season one that Cam and uh Lauren had great chemistry, minimal issues, but their big their issues was race and how race relations would play into their relationship and the fact that, you know, he was a very nine to five guy, she was a content creator, you know, there is like kind of just nothing going on with Amy and Johnny. Like they're just like that couple in every season that everybody just knows they're going to get married. Kind of like Brett and the other girl last year. I think Brett and Tiffany. Like, they're just cute. Nothing's really happening. There isn't um, any sources of contention. There doesn't seem to be conflict. I think they were, like, debating about birth control and vasectomies. And it's kind of just like, y'all are just having conversations to have it. And it doesn't even matter right now. Like, if you don't want to get pregnant right now, don't. If you don't want to get on birth control... Just use a condom. Like, y'all are too grown to have these stupid-ass conversations regarding birth control. Like, I just hate when that's a source of contention in relationships. It's like, if y'all don't want to get pregnant, she's not ready to go on birth control. Okay, man. Birth control takes a lot out of women. You think it's as simple as taking a pill or taking a shot or getting a stem put in your arm? No. That goes into a rigorous, vigorous amount of hormones being inputted in somebody's body. And it can change their mood. It could change their weight. It could change their libido. It can change their hormones, their periods, their appetites, their mental health. It's just a whole lot of hormones. And you don't know how those hormones play out in your body. So a lot of women just really are not into doing birth control right now. So if she doesn't want to do birth control, you don't want to wear a condom. I guess y'all are at a standstill because you're going to have to put the condom on. Talking about a vasectomy or at 25 plus discussing, well, what if we have an oops? Baby, y'all trying to get married. What's the discussion? That girl says she ain't having no abortion. You're so worried about trying to save, 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 save a bunch of money before you have these kids. Baby, at this point, the way that inflation is going, you'll never save enough money to afford children. Nobody, and I mean nobody, has money to save. Like, nobody has enough money for children. Nobody. But them kids going to get raised. They're going to be fine. 
Like, pull out. That's all I can say. Um, but that's literally their only issues. The other couple, Chelsea and Jimmy. I got to take a deep breath. Chelsea's insane. Chelsea is literally like, should be a case study. Jimmy does not like her. And Jiminy, I said Jiminy, like Jiminy Cricket. Jimmy is also audacious. All right, so here's the big issue with them. Chelsea is a pick me and she's insecure and um, she's a liar, you know? Jimmy is audacious and he just does not like Chelsea. Um, Chelsea, basically, I don't think she said it in a way to like lie, but she's, she's a flight attendant and she asked him in the pies, was there, um, has anyone ever said that she looked, he looked like a celebrity? He says, no, she says, yeah. He said, what celebrity? She said, um, Megan Fox. He, she said, because I have dark hair and blue eyes. He thought he hit the motherfucking lottery. Now, when I say Chelsea looks just as much as um, Megan Fox as I do, that girl don't look nothing like no damn. If she looked like Megan Fox, baby, I don't know. <laughs> like, I look like Megan Fox. Like, she does not look like that lady at all. Um, they don't even have the same dark color here. There's literally nothing comparing them. I don't know. It, and honestly, on the planes, it's pretty dark. Somebody told, probably told her that bullshit once and she ran with it. Secondly, um, Jimmy was excited to finally date what he thought would be a bad bitch. He is not like a strikingly great looking person, his damn self. To me, if I seen them walking the streets of Walmart, I would be like, oh, okay, they look like a compatible couple. He's not like some gorgeous model esque man. He looks like he, like just a regular ass, run of the mill Jimmy. Like there's nothing exciting about him. So if honestly, if I see him with a girl that looked like Megan Fox, I would just assume he had money because that could be honestly the only reason. Now, I think he was over the Megan Fox thing after he realized she doesn't look like her. Because again, she's not totally unattractive, right? And he's not no good looking ass guy. You know, he's decent. They're just both decent, you know, no shade. Like they're decent looking people for the most part. They're not nobody you would double triple take a look at you know she damn sure don't look like no damn Megan Fox that's one thing I think that she's insecure about how she looks and because she wants him to tell her every day she's beautiful he wants she wants him to kiss all over her all day she needs reassurance all day because she's insecure that is the reason she did this show is because she's insecure about her looks and none of her relationships last long enough because her insecurities ruin it. She wants constant validation throughout the day. And I'm guessing that Jimmy is someone that is attracted to confidence. Like a lot of men are not even just your looks, but how con you ever see like a girl and she just don't give like it looks wise. It don't give. But she's super duper confident and she keep, you know, something nice on her arm. A lot of men are just attracted to 
real confident women, their insecurities, it honestly makes them start to look at you like, well, should I be with you? Like, what's wrong with you? And nobody has time to babysit feelings all the time. It's very annoying, you know? Um, He also had a love connection with a girl in the pod named Jessica. Jessica came on the show and she has a 10-year-old daughter. No, you should not come on this show where you are marrying someone in 21 days and you got a 10-year-old child. Her and Jimmy would have never been compatible. Uh-uh, no, wasn't going to work. He didn't want to be a stepdad because it's one thing to date a woman with children, that's fine. But to date a woman with children and knowing that y'all are getting married in like 30 days, it's kind of insane. And as a parent, I think that's insane to even want to put your child in that position. You don't know this man. You don't know anything about him. You don't know if your kid would like him. And you don't know if he into some weird ass shit. And when you had to go to court because you let a man move in with you after 30 days of knowing him and you married him and your daughter doesn't know him and you got to go to court for some bullshit, the the court's going to snatch that little girl right up out your house because that makes no sense. Um, so I don't think that even if Chelsea didn't say the whole Megan Fox thing, I don't think that he ever would have picked Jessica, even though Jessica is beautiful and attractive. I think for the purpose of this experiment, it would not have worked at all. Like not at all, at all, at all. Um, she also, Chelsea also was attracted to some guy named Trevor. Come to find out Trevor actually had a girlfriend the whole time. So she dodged a bullet there. One of the most insane scenes on this show was Chelsea crying because Jimmy went out for two to three hours. And she said that he said that he doesn't go out at all during when they were in the pods. And she doesn't want to date some, be married to someone that still wants to go out. Here's my thing. Cool, cool out. Cool, cool out. You don't want him to go out. Because you're insecure. The problem is, it's not about him going to have a beer with some friends. It's the fact that you were not present. And because you were not present, you don't feel like you can trust him to not do anything with other women. And if that's the case, either he's not the guy for you or you're not married. He said he was gone for three hours. Cool cool out, Chelsea. Because the thing is, I think what he was saying is, I don't do clubs anymore. But going out with my buddies after work to have a drink, or I was locked up in the house for three weeks, I'm coming out so I can see my friends that I haven't seen in weeks. I think there's a little grace about the going out thing, especially since they're probably not working right now. Um, Chelsea's just insane. She's she's literally insane. And also, Jimmy is kind of nitpicky. He's easily offended at everything. And I just feel like that's a disaster waiting to happen. She's a pick-me, and she's insecure, and she always wants, like, validation and all of that bullshit. So it's going to be – it's enough. It's enough. It's over. Um, who's the next couple? Jeremy and Laura. I'm going to save them for this. The next couple is A.D., and Clay. They're the only um black couple. Kenneth was black, but um Brittany wasn't. Um AD and Clay. I like AD. I all right, AD I found out is a Scorpio. Oh, she's the same age as me. I wonder if she has the same birthday as me. 
So, AD is a very beautiful black woman. She Her body is tea, face is there. Um, Clay is a very attractive black man, Very seems to be very successful. AD is also very successful. She's a real estate broker. And she used to um, be a former New England Patriots cheerleader. Um, she loves to work out. They're very compatible on the surface of two people that likes to work out. They like, they're very successful. They could possibly be a power couple on paper. Like they are two people that are very determined, workaholics, whatever, whatever. Very successful, good looking people. The problem is Clay has a whole lot of childhood traumas because his daddy was a cheater. And his dad took him on cheating trips. And he has a fear in his mind that he is just never going to be satisfied. And you can tell that he is very much attracted to AD. They're very attracted to each other. She has a lot going on. And that he might want to marry her. However, he realizes he knows him better than she knows him. He knows that at this point in his life, he is still insatiable. Meaning he just doesn't know how long it would take before he is over the whole wife and marriage thing because his dad cheated some years into the marriage and didn't stop and brought him along. And that has traumatized him to make him think that he can cheat. Me, I would have bowed out right there because at that point, if you're telling me that your biggest fear is that you're going to cheat on me, uh uh-uh. I can't do it because... That that's just too much. If that is some that's some shit you gotta work out in therapy. Because if I'm everything you say you and like he said, he loves her, he never felt that way about a girl. He he wants to be with her, he wants to have a family with her. He just doesn't know that if one day he gonna wake up in ten years and decide to cheat. The thing is that may very well happen. That might happen with any person. Might 10 years down the line and get tempted. The problem is, is that you don't think that you could stop. People have slip ups every day. Those couples that y'all love to watch and see and call them relationship goals. Niggas be cheating. Both of them. People cheat. The thing is, you would never know. There are some people that can possibly go on a trip, have like a one night stand and never do it again. Never talk about it again. The problem I think that Clay is having is that he is he is around a lot of women. I think that he knows that he has never been faithful in a relationship and he doesn't want he doesn't know if he he's one of those people where life is just like this is going so good for me, but I still don't feel satisfied. He knows that about himself. Which is why there is such a huge fear. AD, I feel like this is the problem with Scorpios. Because I, I do shit like this. I be thinking about in my brain like, damn. Is it my spidey senses coming off? Is my spidey senses jumping? Or am I tripping? Should I give this person a chance? Or should I just go with how I feel? Like, should I just jump into my emotion? Like... Should I trust my instincts, right? And even though we can side-eye some shit, and I can tell that AD is side-eyeing everything about this man, right? She's trying to debate if she want to see it through. I think that when they come down to getting married, I think she's going to put a halt on it. I don't think they're going to get married. I think 
that she's going to say no and that they're going to date after the show. I think that if they dated sometime, maybe he could kind of get himself together. But I also feel like he just needs to go to therapy. He also is used to being single. And one of the things about dating and like single entrepreneurs that have been single for a long time, they are very much workaholics and they don't know how to find balance. So if there is money that they could be made, they don't know how to say no to it for the sake of family. Like, let's say you got a date, right? You have a date. Clay is the type of guy, you have a date planned. You, you, you do all of this. This is literally what happened in the show. Something happened. He ran to go do it. He took the money and then she was looking stupid and he didn't come up with the date. That's the type of shit that will piss Scorpio women off. Because while we are all for getting to the bag, if we put forth effort and you slam it down, you got us messed up. So I don't know. I think that they're just not going to be compatible in the long run. And I think that his fear of cheating and his fear of being broke is going to fuck them up. Um, To the last couple, they're a hot mess. Jeremy and Laura. Jeremy cheated one week out of the pods. That's all I can say. He's trying to gaslight Laura into acting like he did not cheat on her with a girl that he connected to in the pods, Sarah Ann. And um, he picked Laura over her. But Sarah Ann kind of just threw herself at him later. And um, he, you know, picked it up. He picked up whatever she threw. He's honestly a manipulator. And the fact that he's trying to gaslight Laura just because she cursed him out because she realized he cheated on her. And he's trying to say all he did was talk. And because she does not believe him, he doesn't want to be with her. I can't stand no gaslighting this person. Whatever you, this is my thing. And this is what always pisses me off. And this is why I always end up single. Because my thing in life is you can mess up all you want, right? You can literally mess up every single day of your life. If you don't want to hold yourself accountable for those mistakes or say, you know what? I did this. this, I messed up. I don't think I'm ready for marriage. I'm sorry. I can't stand people that want to be do fuck shit and, and look like the good person, the good guy. Stand on whatever BS that you do to sit there and still, she has all the proof that you cheated on her. And instead of you just saying, you know what, I'm going to take that on the chin. I definitely did disrespect you. And I apologize for that. I think that this was just more than what I thought it was. And I, and I let temptation get to me. He's still trying to gaslight her. And then he did that sneaky shit that people do. Where they'll like give you, and I had a guy do this to me, like give me the password to his phone so I won't go through his phone because he's like, oh yeah, I don't have nothing to hide. Here's my password. So you know when you think like somebody, they think dumb, they think people are stupid. That um, if you just give me access to some shit, that because you're giving me the access, I won't go look. Baby, I watch how to be a player. Uh Uh-uh, I'm checking it all. I'm checking it all. If you give me access to your socials, I'm a look. I'm not going to be like, oh, no, because he 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 gave me the password. So it must not be nothing in there. No, I'm going to go look. He did that where he sent her his location. Didn't think she was going to actually look at the location because he's like, oh, hey, here's the location. Also, it was four o'clock in the damn morning. She would be asleep. 
He lies the whole time. She finds his location is nowhere near the bar that he said he was at because Dum Dum left his phone in the car and went on with his Apple Watch. And the Apple Watch posted the location. The current location. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy's trash. And he looks like um, Minkus, if you ask me, from Boy Meets World. But basically, um, next se- next week is the weddings. So I'm going to give y'all my predictions. Amy and Johnny are definitely getting married. Chelsea, no. Chelsea and um, Jimmy. Jimmy's going to say no. Chelsea's going to be the victim is, you know, the heartbroken victim. Um, AD is going to say no to Clay, but I think they're going to still date. Um and yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. I think the only people that's going to get married is Amy and Johnny. Yep, Amy and Johnny. That's it. Everybody else is a done deal. It's a wrap. No point. Um. Also, what else am I talking about? That took up most of the damn show. Uh, Portia Williams is getting a divorce. We saw that coming. If you listen to my episodes before when it dropped, that she was actually getting married. She don't know that man. And that's another thing that we talked about last week. Y'all want to talk this big, big, desperate shit and that only big girls is desperate and do stupid shit like this? No. Portia did the same shit. She got engaged to a man that she was dating, so-called dating for a month. And now all these uh, damn stories done came out that he has all of these felonies and everything else. And she never did her due diligence. And now they're getting a divorce. So, Yeah. Listen to Risa Tisa, and it's the same thing. Portia, Portia. Um, Mia Copa with Tyler Perry. They... Here's my problem with Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry needs to hire other writers to help him develop stories to go with the ideas that he had. Secondly, I feel like Tyler Perry is one of those people, and I said this to my friend, he falls asleep watching television or reading books, and then... He wakes up the next morning and has all of this inspiration and he does not remember what the fuck it drew, it drew from. There were several things in this movie that reminded me of the book, the book Addicted by Zane. Please look it up. From the loft to the painter to the murders to the insatiable sex, all of it. A hot ass mess. He bit off of that, bit off a couple of things. Um, it just never made sense. Kelly is beautiful. It's never the acting. It's always the story. There's so many plot holes within the movie that y'all get mad because people critique Tyler Perry movies, but y'all did as didn't like The Color Purple because it was a musical. Even though they said it was a musical. Tyler Perry keeps plot holes, and the problem about it is he feels like he can think like a woman, and you cannot. In one scene, this is the scene that really... Like, when I really was like, Tyler Perry, B-F-F-R. Mia is talking to um, Zaire, which is the guy, the love interest, I guess you could say. I'm not going to give away the whole thing. A girl randomly comes in, his neighbor, butterball naked, and proceeds to perform a sexual act on him while she is in the room. She gets upset and she leaves. Pause. If you ever read the book Addicted, the guy that the main character was dating had a neighbor across the street that he used to sleep with. And he was, you know, a painter or whatever. 
yeah, so there's another bite from that damn book. Secondly, um, she finds out some news about her husband. She gets mad. She goes back up to the apartment. When she goes back up to the loft, the girl that was performing an act on Zaire is now on top of him, butterball naked, having a ride of her life. And she comes into the loft. Zaire looks at the elevator, sees that she there, taps the girl, and she just walks off and leaves. And Mia hops on. What fucking reality is that ever going to happen in Tyler Perry? I don't care how freaky abroad is. She's not hopping on a penis that was in another woman with no condom or nothing and the same breath. And ain't no woman is no man is going to tap another woman and tell her to go so that somebody else can hop on. And secondly, where is the lady coming from that she's just butterball naked walking through this this loft out of nowhere? This show pisses me. This is what pisses me off about Tyler Perry. And that's why he'll never hire me. But if you're not going to hire me, hire other writers that can help you complete a thought. Because this just makes no sense. You know, do better. Because And the problem with Tyler Perry, it gives his thoughts give to be movie and he has way too much excess and way too much um, financial back to just be this half ass and lazy. Like, it, it shouldn't say written, directed, and created by Tyler Perry. So you can, to this day, this is not your stage place. You can't hire nobody else that can write. Even if you're the main writer, you can't have people in a writing room. Because th- this makes no sense. It's nothing but plot holes and uh, stolen ideas. Um, next topic, Wendy Williams. Y'all know I love Wendy Williams down. Like, I grew up listening to Radio Wendy. I love me some Wendy Williams. Um, her documentary came out and it also was revealed that she is suffering from, um, frontal lobe dementia and aphasia, which really help, um, really attacks your communication skills. That's very heartbreaking to find out. I'm really sad about it. Um, it's very sad about what's happening regarding her guardianship. She has the same conservatorship that Britney Spears had, um, where the bank appoint uh the bank went to court to basically um say that her son should not be her power of attorney. The court system appointed a guardian who was um, sued for mishandling funds, millions of dollars for another client um, to be her guardian. The family cannot talk to her. Apparently, um, Wendy has to call for every little thing um, with her guardianship. And sometimes they don't get back to her in time. Therefore, she's not getting food. Um, Also, she's also struggling with alcoholism and um she has nothing but enablers around also i'm starting to realize if she had dementia for the last few years and it was went undiagnosed that maybe that is why she's now turning to alcoholism because sometimes it triggers that triggers habits that you had in the past um when you had dementia i've had you know 
people that when they had dementia, they didn't smoke cigarettes. I had some that decided to want to smoke again and they suddenly want cigarettes or they're angry. Um, Y'all know I used to work with senior citizens um, when I first got out of college. So I worked with a lot of people with dementia that either dropped bad habits or picked up old habits. So I honestly just feel terrible for Wendy. I feel like they need to do away with this conservatorship thing because all we have been seeing is that it is being abused to take over people's lives and money. Um, it's just very sad to see Wendy Williams like this. And I know people are saying, oh, it's karma. Baby, since when is dementia somebody's karma? Be serious. She is a radio host. She gossip. She honestly is a better person than a lot of the blogs that are out now because Wendy never used to say people's names. Wendy always did blind items and people and those hit dogs hollered. Wendy also stood in the paint with anything she said. If it's some shit to apologize about, she did it or whatever. If she felt ten toes strong on it, you know, she did. The fact that that lady sat there and told us how she disrespected the group total and told the truth how them girls tried to run up on her. Like, there is not a moment of accountability that this lady did not take. Even in the sense of everything that happened with her husband, she took accountability for just wanting to be in a relationship, wanting to be loved and, you know, all of that crap. I honestly am sad and I really pray that her family is able to take over her care again because nobody should, you know, go hungry because their their guardian didn't get, check their email or didn't call them back to feed them. Like, that's freaking ridiculous. And nobody works hard to have a fucking bank, Wells Fargo, take over their assets because you feel like they're not well. People have dementia every day. Bruce Willis has the same form of dementia and he does not have a conservatorship. His family takes care of him. Why can't Wendy's family take care of her? It's very disgusting. If you have a Wells Fargo account and if you are a Wendy fan, you already know what you should be doing because that is crazy. Also, if you're getting up there in age and you're mid-40s, you need to start writing stuff down and let them know that you don't want the bank to take over nothing or get you a credit union child because that's just a little bit too much for me. And that's too much money in one, um, in one bank account. Like when you making money, like Wendy making money, you might want to have multiple, like that doesn't even make sense. Uh but yeah, prayers for Wendy Williams. I really hope, you know, that they're able to t- do what they did for uh, Britney Spears and allow, you know, this conservatorship to be over. I don't think that a guardian that doesn't know her should have any access to her funds. And um, you shouldn't, they were saying like the son spent a certain amount of money. Uh, Wendy, Wendy's son is, is, is her life. Wendy I listened to the radio show when Wendy was pregnant with that boy. She loves him down and he loves her and they were not abusing her. The the law, the bank and those lawyers use this as a way to um, exert power. And we really need to abolish or redefine those laws because this is just inhumane. People that do not know her, did not work hard, did not earn that money, should not have any say over what she does financially. If she want to blow it all at the casino, that's her fucking life. 
The same thing with Britney Spears. There are people with, you know, mental health disorder, cognitive disorders that live life every day. It does not mean that the bank nor the government should take over their lives if they don't have to. Quite ridiculous if you ask me. So definitely prayers for Wendy Williams and her family during this difficult time. But y'all know what time it is. For my favorite favorite segment of the show, which is the glow up. So um, this week, I'm going to just talk about adding some bit of razzle dazzle to your life, like adding things, small things to your life to make you feel luxurious, to make you feel good, to just add a little pop of something to make you smile throughout the day. I got this topic from Exo Nicole, and I'm going to read the article and all of the ideas that they had. So it says, Bestie, it's time to level up your daily routine with some much-deserved luxury. And no, we're not just talking about those shiny tags and brand names. It's all about finding those simple joys and comforts that make every day feel like you're treating yourself, whether it's investing in yourself, your peace, or just those little things that make time. It's time to redefine luxury in the most practical, feel-good ways. So here are 10 ways that they gave Um, monthly housekeeping. Listen, I'm a big advocate. If you can afford convenience, pay for convenience. Don't stress yourself out um, about doing shit the old way, even in the sense of getting Instacart. If you are busy and you don't have time to go to the grocery store, there's nothing wrong for sending out somebody to shop for you. It's just not that deep. If you can afford somebody to come in on a monthly basis and do some deep cleaning in your home, do so. If you need a nanny, if you need a babysitter, whatever, do that for yourself. Find any ways that you can find that can make your life more convenient. We do not have to struggle. Like our ancestors did that enough for us. Um, Upgrade to luxury sheets. Yes, get you some good sheets, some comforters, get you some silk line pillows set in pillowcases anything it is that make you feel good um a post shower time towel warmer i actually want a towel warmer but my bathroom not big enough so next time next when i move i'm gonna get me a towel warmer because i need a big bathroom um to do that splurge on hand cream shop in season at the farmer's market lock in on a personal trainer Find your signature scent. Also about finding your signature scent, a lot of places, excuse me, places like Macy's, Ulta, Sephora, they have fragrance um, samples. Just go in and buy or ask for different samples and find out what's your smell. Like, what do you like to smell like? Or you can even do scent bird until you find like something like the type of scents that you like. Like, just find these things that make your life better. Get mood lighting. Um, another thing I always do, I love a good candle. Get yourself a candle. Um, and with the candle, I actually bought a um, candle warmer, which is kind of like a lamp. Um, because when I was lighting my candles, I felt like I wasn't getting the most out of my buck. And the candle warmer works just as well. And I smell the aroma of candles a lot more. If you know me, I love anything with eucalyptus and mint and lavender and vanillas. I like very common scents um, because I'm also, like I said, I'm always anxious. So I like things that calm me down. Um, Another thing I did just to add a little bit of razzle-dazzle to my life is I add eucalyptus to my shower so that I can breathe the pheromones or whatever 
the steam releases basically the eucalyptus. It helps calm my spirit. So adding eucalyptus to your shower, I think you can get it from Trader Joe's. It's like $3.99 a bush. You need about two bushes. Um, also I go to, um, I try to do this. I don't do it as much as I should, but my, I'm determined to like every few weeks buy flowers. Um, you do not have to get a subscription. So when they, hundred flowers you can go to like your local uh produce store or anything like that trader joe's and get you a bouquet of flowers make it look pretty and add a little bit of brightness to your home um i'm big on baths i am a big i'm big on bath time like is get you a bubble bath Set it up, play some music, get you a mood like uh, a light, like um, they suggested, um, like a little LED light that changes colors, play some R&B or play some spiritual music, whatever it is that makes you unwind. While you're in the tub, read a book, journal, or just relax, do yourself a face mask and chill out. Like there are so many things that you can do just to add a little spice to your life. Also, one of the things I do, like if I'm feeling extra fancy, I'll drink my smoothie out of a wine glass or I'll drink like water out of a wine glass. Like sometimes you just want to spice it up. Um, Another thing I've gotten better at doing, I don't know if you work from home and dress up, get dressed, wake up. Even if you don't have to go out the door, wake up, put some cute outfit on, do your hair, throw on some earrings. You know, even though you're working from home, you can just feel cute. Um, a suggestion I got from a girl on TikTok is if you, um, if you're like a girl that wears t-shirts all the time in the bed and you lounge around like in sweats and t-shirts, try to throw out as many t-shirts as you can keep about like five to six, um, and buy more loungewear, some cute loungewear to wear around the house, cute outfits, a little, you know, cute, um, sexy lingerie for yourself, like a cute little teddy, um, cute silk. I love me a silk robe. I love robes, period. But a cute little silk robe can make you feel good, make you feel like real fancy. Um, just do anything to add just a little bit of spice, a little bit of class, little things that can just make you feel good. The smallest of things can just make you feel really, really good. Um, those are my suggestions. And like I said, I do all of this because I like to have little natural pick-me-ups around my house. Like, I don't want to have to go out and spend a bunch of money. I like small things. Like I said, um, there are so many ways that you can just, you know, add just a bit to your to your life. Also, like, if you've got a skincare routine, buy you a cheap little steamer. It makes you feel like you're getting a little facial at home. Um, there's so many suggestions. So if you have suggestions on how you can add just a bit of luxury to your daily routine, definitely, um, write me and I would love to share it for the girlies. Um, and thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Remember we are reading fly girl in the month of February, March 3rd at 8 PM. We will be meeting on zoom. The link will be in my bio. We're meeting at 8 p.m. to discuss Fly Girl by Umar Tyree. Even if you didn't read it and you just want to know about it, join. We're going to talk about it and we're just going to talk about different um, concepts that we find within the story and just have like an overall girl talk. I can't wait to meet you all there. Thank you all for listening. Again, 
You can follow the podcast at JST Let It Glow on Instagram, Just Let It Glow on Twitter and on TikTok. And if you have any business inquiries or would like to um, send me an advice letter that you have or a story time, please feel free to write me at justletitglowpod at gmail.com. Also, you can always feel free to DM me. I know a couple of people want to reach out about doing um, and about when I'll start doing interviews. Hopefully sometime in the spring. Um, I definitely want to be more visually based um, and I want to have more guests going into the spring and summer. So definitely be on the lookout for that. I'm working on it. Um, so let me get my shit together and then I will definitely have like a um, Google form for you all to fill out. I definitely want to have guests that have unique stories that are good people, that have a good story to share, that actually are glowing and healing and working better for themselves. Um, and just generally, like I said, people that match my, my style and what I stand for. So I might don't, if you just want to argue and debate about gender wars and relationship wars, this ain't the podcast for you. You probably know that already. So definitely good people, good vibes and great stories. Those are the type of guests I'm looking forward to having. Um, again, thank you all for going with me and by the time you listen to it, it'll be a new month. So new month, new year. Thank you for tuning in.